For years before this pandemic hit, economists credited much of Canada's GDP growth to the real estate sector and specifically home building. New home starts in Ottawa, much like residential home prices, seem to grow at a slow and steady pace, rising from about 6,000 units in 2009 to 7,800 units in 2019. All of this means billions of dollars of economic activity and tens of thousands of jobs. How will home building be affected by COVID-19? Stay tuned for that discussion. This episode of Coping with COVID-19 podcast is brought to you by BrightSky, an Ottawa-based company offering the ultimate in cloud and cybersecurity for Canadian businesses. To check them out, please visit brightsky.ca. You can also visit the Ottawa Business Journal YouTube channel to watch a bonus episode of Coping with COVID dedicated to cybersecurity. Hello and welcome to Ottawa Business Journal's continuing coverage of COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Michael Kern from the Ottawa Business Journal. In this episode of Coping with COVID-19, we turn our attention to a business sector that is very close to home. In fact, they build the homes we live in. Today, we focus on new home construction. Here are a few stats as we begin. 7,539 housing starts in 2019, 47,000 jobs in new home construction and renovation, 2.9 billion in wages and 5.9 billion in total build investment in 2019. We've got three guests today that represent very different parts of the home building sector. Let me introduce them now. Our first guest is the co-owner of a custom home building business called Maple Leaf Custom Homes. They're a design build company that does some multi-unit projects as well. Please welcome Fred Carmesino. Hello, Fred. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Thank you very much. Our second guest leads a long-standing Ottawa builder. Their work ranges from single-family homes to large high-rise condos. In fact, right now, they're working on to finish one of the highest ever condo uh, towers in Ottawa icon. Please welcome Neil Mahotra. Hello, Neil. Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me. Um, it's my absolutely my pleasure. And our third guest has spent uh, more than 20 years at one of Ottawa's best-known builders, Minto. Uh, he's just coming up to his two-year anniversary as president of Minto Communities. Please welcome Brent Strachan. Hello, Brent. Good morning, Michael. Uh, so, Brent, let's start off with you. Um, and uh, it, it seems funny asking a big company like Minto to tell me a bit about your company, but I'll, I'll do so anyways. I'm, I'm pretty sure people are familiar with, uh, with Minto. But give me a sense of Minto's history, the number of builds per year, employees, the type of home building you're doing, uh, anything like that. Sure. Well, actually, we just passed our, our 65th anniversary um, last week um, of, of building homes, and we're based here in Ottawa. And of course, all different types of build forms from um, townhomes to singles to high-rise uh, rental communities, um, mixed-use communities, commercial office, uh, you name it in Ottawa. Um, so we have quite a few employees here in Ottawa, but also expanded across uh, Canada and also down into the, into the southern states as well. So um, Typically in Ottawa, we'd be between 800 to 1,200 units or homes a year. Um, and, and this year, we'll, we'll be around probably 900 homes. Okay. I'm anxious to dig into that, Brent. So just a quick follow-up then. So if we were to look back over the past uh, two months, uh, Brent, uh, you know, when COVID-19 obviously hit, uh, give me a sense of how your operations at Minto have been impacted in terms of delays or layoffs, anything like that. 
So going back to February, obviously this was something that was on everybody's radar and our first concern was going to be as far as supply chain and uh, delays associated with that. But quickly in March, um, things changed quite rapidly. And uh, of course, as of uh, we call it Friday the 13th in March when the pandemic was declared, um, everything changed, changed drastically. Um, you know, I think for us and probably a lot of builders, um, the virtual world took over. Um, whether it's through selling virtually or working virtually, such as this, remotely. Um, construction, of course, was deemed an essential service, so construction kept going, albeit at a much slower pace um, in, in Ottawa as, uh, as everyone tried to adjust and uh, put safety protocols in place to ensure safety of all of their workers and trades. Um, but what we did see on the sales side was that there's, there's still demand in the Ottawa market for, for new homes and condos. Um, of course, before this, most builders were having lineups for releases because the demand was so high. Um, this, this changed things so that no longer were people lining up, but it was um, registering online virtually and then having the ability for a sales rep to call them and to have a go-to meeting or a conversation to talk about what's available, um, what the pricing is, take advantage of, of low interest rates, etc. cetera. Um, so it, it, it really changed um essentially how we operate and honestly moving forward, I think a lot of things are going to be permanent um, from a virtual perspective or in addition to what was the norm coming into COVID. Okay, Neil, let's come to you at, uh, at Claridge. Again, a company that's obviously very well known across Ottawa, goes back decades and decades, but give us a sense of what Claridge is up to these days and then we'll uh, dig into COVID-19 a bit. Sure. So uh, uh, similar to Minto, Claridge were involved in subdivision single family homes condominiums uh we're currently we're in the process of of doing a large uh, build of rental rental uh purpose apartments uh geez we're involved in seniors housing we're involved in all sorts of elements of of, of the housing market in ottawa uh we currently you know employ about a thousand people and you know we're producing five to seven hundred units a year in these various forms sometimes upwards of a thousand um and, and and similar to minto the challenges we say, face the same challenges how you you know, become virtual, you know, essentially in all, in most of your dealings. And that's still an ongoing process and the impacts are still really being sorted out. I mean, what, what, uh, you know, every week you have to review, you know, what, where are we, are we pushing the boundaries of our efficiency? Are we, are we able to start moving towards, uh, uh, you know, a better level of production in, in the houses and how, how we move things forward, you know, but ultimately, you know, one of the most important things that we sort of plan around right now is, you know, how do you make sure your, your employee base feels safe? Right. And making sure you take the steps. It's not it's not enough to just do the bare minimum. You have a, a job as an employer to, um, uh, you know, make sure the your, your staff knows that it's going to be a safe environment. And you're not just taking maybe the baseline steps, but you're going as uh, to taking it as far as you can. And within reason, without having an impact on, you know, you, you don't want to be having an impact on the PPE supply on, on, the, on the healthcare system, but, you know, within reason, what you can do to, to create the space in the office that people need, create the safe sites, making sure they have enough of the materials they need so that they feel safe, they have confident, and they can slowly get back to work. Uh, supply chain is also, you know, a huge issue it's, that should start to relieve now, but you know, the impacts of, of the Quebec closure were significant on the auto construction market. A great deal of our supply chain, not just the labor market, is does come, uh, did come from Quebec. So, you know, those are impacts that, you know, it'll take a large project really on those things. 
those are sort of the main challenges we're sort of dealing with these days. Okay. And Fred, let's bring you into the conversation. We're happy to have you, Fred, because you bring in a different type of uh, company with a different focus. So uh, tell us about Maple Leaf Custom Homes and then get into a little bit uh, over the impact on, uh, uh, on, on, on Maple Leaf Homes over the past eight weeks or so. Yeah, thanks for sure. So, yeah, unlike uh, these these two guys managing way bigger operations than we are, we're a small uh, boutique design build firm with an in-house architect. It's about 18, well, actually, it's over 18 years old as of April. Uh, we build about uh, eight to 10 custom homes a year, and we've just started to get into the development, multi-unit development on our, you know, on, over the last couple of years. Um, we have about uh, 10 to 12 employees, depending on the time of year uh and and you know i think uh the the impact of 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 covid i don't think uh and i think i i echo what neil said that our first concern was really when and we have a more a personal relationship i think with every employee because it's just a small outfit but you know the guys and girls that would have issues on site with number of people or uh you know proper hand sanitation we listened closely to what their concerns were and adopted measures to help them feel safer at work so that was the first thing that we did uh, we did have one voluntary layoff of just a person i'm sure these guys are feeling the same thing people that just don't had one uh, no caretakers at home for their children had to had to step down because they just couldn't couldn't do both um and uh i think similar to these guys uh we had several projects on the go so a lot of the residential projects that were already started prior to april 4th when Premier Ford announced no more new permits. We were still still moving forward, uh, although a little slower because of the fact that we were trying to minimize interactions on site and obviously not put people in, in positions where they felt unsafe. So, so and thankfully now they're opening up, I think, the permits again today or as of today. So things look like they're going to be just okay. Uh, but that's really the, the view from the custom home side of things. Okay, Brent, let's come back to you and, and dig into things from an operational uh, perspective a little bit. So um, if we were to visit a home building site today, whether it's a, I guess, a condo or, or whether it's a single family home, would anything look different uh, in terms of the operations, health and safety standards, uh, e even the pace of building? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely different now than it was uh, a couple of months ago, and it's driven by safety first as far as site and safety for employees and trade partners. Um, you know, you have things like instead of going to a site office to check in, you've got the phone in to confirm that you're coming onto site, what houses you're working on. You'll see the hand wash stations uh, consistently along the street, um, usually in a, in a garage that's in a house that's under construction, but it's well identified as far as the hand wash stations. You have the limitations as far as how many people can be in a home. Um, at one time um, with, we call them door knockers on the door as far as is there somebody in the house or, or is it empty? Um, you, you see um, items such as, uh, well, our health and safety reps, we've increased the number to be able to patrol and also to make sure that the physical separation is, is maintained. Um, so a number of items that we we are seeing, it's, it is slowing down construction um, and that's recognized, um, but it's, it's the right thing to do at this point in time. 
And, and it's also, you're seeing people adapt to the new norm. So understanding as far as physical limitations and how close you can be, how many people in the house, um, those type of things. And what we're experiencing is primarily in the finishing of the homes um, where you get to um, flooring, trim, drywall, um, those are definitely items that, you know, you can only be doing one thing at a house at a time, whereas before you might have had a few trades in the house working on different floors. Um, so that's that's definitely slowing things down. Um, but it's also um, creating the opportunities for people to work different hours as well. So whether it's evenings or weekends where you can be in a house by yourself and, and do those because it suits you or suits your family, um, it also opens up those opportunities as well. And, and Neil, uh, you probably are a little bit like Minto uh, in terms of uh, the type of health and safety standards a large company needs to embrace. Have, have, uh, has Claridge adapted? And if so, what, uh, what impact is it having on uh, the pace of building? Yeah, so no, definitely, uh, definitely have adapted. I mean, uh, try and go over and above what the Ministry of Labor has you know, put out. Uh, it's going to get into that's going to have an impact. You're going to have limited people in, in an area that's going to have an impact. And, you know, that's part of it. And I think people understand that. And, and uh, you know, again, it's just working to a new normal right now. And at some point, you know, will those things change further? Uh, possibly, but you know, for now, it's it's uh, you're you know trying to keep your engine going. Uh, you know, it's a little more inefficient, and there's some additional costs, and that's part of the business. So that's part of you know how how uh, companies like ours are able to get through um, you know these times and and keep things moving forward. Because you know, the number one thing we still hear is, hey, is my house gonna be ready next month? Like I I don't have another I don't have an option. Like I there's been you know one thing I could say is there's there there's been uh, no, not one case of somebody not closing on a house in this situation. People need the house. I mean, the reality is in January and February, we were on the verge of a serious housing crisis in this city. Housing was going nuts. I don't know. We had January and February, which are not traditionally house selling months. They're not big ones. Claridge had their two best months in the history of Claridge in, you know, nearly 40 years. Uh, the demand for housing was very strong in auto and it continues to be. And to be honest, people are scared if they are not available to get into their house today. They're a little frightened. What is the impact? Maybe I have to go live with my elderly parents, which I, you know, we don't want to expose them to, to, you know, the kids coming in and out of the house or, you know, whatever us having, if I have to go to work or whatever it is. So uh, people need their houses still. And so we have to find a way, our best way and do our best to try and deliver them uh, as timely as possible at this stage without making safety sacrifices. Because we, again, as I said earlier, we can't, get things done if we don't have the confidence of our employees or our customers that we are trying to be safe and, and doing things the right way. Then your efficiency really goes out the window. That's, that's great. Thanks for sharing that, Neil. Some really interesting points there. Fred, I'm going to come to you next, and maybe you can help us uh, cast our vision to the future a little bit and turn, turn to a sales. So, of course, the sales cycle for custom home building would be likely very different from uh, Minto or Claridge. Give me a sense about how a custom home builder such as uh, Maple Leaf is affected by this, or, or what are you anticipating over the next several months to come from a sales perspective? Yeah, that's a very interesting question. I think that's the toughest one to answer out of all of them so far. Uh, so the reality is we're building today homes that were sold over a year ago. Um, and I think, you know, we haven't missed a closing. As Neil said, we're, we're pushing hard. We, you know, we've closed several during the crisis so far and, a few more coming. So, uh, but I'm thinking, you know, project outwards, 
we are seeing a slowdown in a number of phone calls or, you know, requests for designs and then that turn into constructions, but it's not all that slow. So I'm thinking Ottawa is a fairly insulated market compared to other markets in terms of housing. And we were on fire prior to this thing coming. Cause I, I, I know personally having friends just trying to buy homes in the town home market that were struggling and things were selling for over asking. So, so Neil's, Neil's right on in terms of how crazy it was prior. Um, so we've seen a little bit of a taper off there. I think, you know, we're going to come out of this just fine. I think there was just so much demand that things are going to continue to go. But I really don't know, you know, this is, I guess this is what scares me about the market a little bit is that it's the, it's the, you know, um, restaurant manager married to like hotel person, worker or, you know, couple that's trying to buy their first town home. I think we're going to see, like, I'm not going to see it in my market because I think these people are quote unquote recession proof. But it's the starter home people that are, I think, are going to be affected because they're the ones that are wearing the brunt of, I think, uh, these these retail and, and restaurant shutdowns. Um, so, so yeah, I guess my answer is it's hard to say. Eighteen and twenty-four months is going to tell the real story, uh, but I, I feel confident that Ottawa's got a good situation considering other markets in the country. Okay. Well, thanks, Fred. Uh, Brent, I want to come back to you uh, at this point. Uh, I know Fred, of course, is dealing in, in many of the cases with large custom homes. Uh, Minto does a variety of things. You can probably touch on some custom, but probably uh, better known for providing that, what I would say, regular supply of homes that we see uh, across the city. So uh, I'd love to get your input into what you think then, from a sales perspective the next many months will bring. Well, we think it, uh, it'll be interesting, but I think um, a few things that have been mentioned that are positive are sales continue to happen in Ottawa, even during this pandemic. And more importantly, closings are still happening as well. You know, an indicator of sale or sorry, closings not happening would be a, a lot of alarms right now, but we are not seeing that, <coughs> excuse me, in Ottawa <coughs> at all. Uh, so from a sales perspective, it continues to be strong. We are still seeing demand and yours normally... Um, in the spring market, this is when uh, the, the sales are, are quite active. Um, of course, with the warmer weather now, some people are anxious to get outside of their houses. Um, but looking forward, um, we think that the indicators are still there. And as Neil mentioned, in a housing crisis, that the supply is still constrained in Ottawa. Um, the inventory levels on resale homes continue to be very low. You are still hearing about multiple bids on, on some resale properties um, and, and builders who are constrained in supply. So therefore the releases are happening fewer and farther between. Um, so the, the, all of the indicators I think are that the, the housing market should remain strong in Ottawa. Yes, we have the, the federal government. Um, we have a lot of municipal, a lot of uh, health and education as well, which helps. Um, but as, as Fred mentioned, you know, there are the risk above the, the uh, tourism industry that is going to suffer this year, um, for sure, the restaurants and the hotels. So, you know, that buyer demographic um, is probably going to take a step back. Um, but hopefully, again, when you're, when you're selling for closings out into 2021, it still provides the opportunity to, to buy a house with a closing date a little further out, um, an opportunity to, to save or to, uh, to close at a later date. So, uh, gentlemen, that's all the time we have today. Thanks for very much for providing such a great insight into uh, a variety of the home sector here. Uh, once again, thank you to Brent from Minto, Fred from The Belief, and uh, Neil from uh, 
uh, from Claridge. Uh, please continue watching uh, Ottawa Business Journal for more continuing coverage of COVID-19. You can check us out at uh, www.obj.ca or watch some of these videos on YouTube and in fact now on audio podcasts on platforms like Spotify. Thanks very much, gentlemen, for joining me. Have a great day. Thanks, Thank Michael. You, Michael.